For 45 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green will give you the kind of person-to-person help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero, and my wonderful co-host, Dana Lake, will be returning next week. We are here every Sunday morning from 10 to 11 a.m., bringing you lots of great information related to your health and wellness. We've been doing this show for over three years now and have accumulated lots of fantastic interviews for you to learn from. If you're interested in downloading and listening to any of our previously recorded shows for absolutely free, please go to www.myvillagegreen.com, and on the right-hand side of the homepage, you'll see a little icon with a microphone on it. And if you click on that, it'll take you to our archive show section, and you can download anything you want for absolutely free. So we got a great show lined up for you today, as always. Today I have on the phone with me a special guest um, who is going to be discussing with us some aspects of aging. This is obviously a very big concern for a lot of people. The baby boomer population is growing um, every single day and makes up a very large percentage of our population. And we know that, you know, aging, we have a different take on aging than we did 20, 30, 40 years ago. We're starting to understand that we can be a lot more active in our older years if we take care, better care of ourselves during our younger years. And we all expect a little bit more out of our uh, quality of life as we get older than we did 20 or 30 years ago. And uh, baby boomers have really driven that trend in that they're not willing to settle for sedentary lifestyles. They want to be able to still go out and run a marathon or do a triathlon or expect to stay very, very active in their older years. And it's a fantastic movement to enjoy our older years and to stay active and healthy during them. So what do we normally do to prevent the sort of aspect of aging in our body? Most people don't think about it. They may make some dietary modifications. They may think they're doing things healthy, but we have a lot of really uh, solid research from the natural product industry talking about how we can improve the aging process and reduce DNA damage and reduce some of the classic telltale signs that tells us that our cells are getting older. And that's really what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about some of the different nutrients, some of the different lifestyle changes, and some of the really fundamental principles that are associated with the changes in our body that um, happen when we do age. So uh, Deanna Minnick, she does it all, formulation, investigation, education, and communication. She leads a team of uh, novel ingredient research and innovation and helps usher them from conceptual stage to manufacturing, clinical testing, and eventual launch. She's played a pivotal role in helping streamline education and communication between research and development, sales, and marketing for a very well-respected company called Metagenics. She is the vice president of the scientific affairs at Metagenics. She's a clinical nutritionist. She has a PhD in nutrition, and uh, she's just been in this industry for a very long time and is very well-educated and well-versed. She's published over 15 articles in numerous peer-reviewed scientific journals and has presented her work at several national scientific meetings. Her first book on foods for optimal health was published in 2009. Deanna, thanks so much for being on the show with us today. 
Oh, thank you, Dr. Pacero, for having me. Sure. I think that this is an exciting topic, so I'm, I'm eager to get started. Great. So let's talk about this concept of, of aging. You know, I mean, why do people age differently? What What is really the classification of aging? I mean, because aging isn't just the number, you know, that you hit on your next birthday. It has to do with how your cells are functioning on a cellular level. And, you know, we've all seen those specials where they bring somebody on and they ask them what's their age. Age, and then they evaluate their blood vessels or evaluate other aspects of their health, and they'll say, well, this is your actual biological age. And you may have a 65-year-old who has a biological age of 57, or you may have a 35-year-old who actually has a biological age of you know, 67. So age is a very sort of, it's not as simple as how many years have you been existing on this earth. So maybe you can sort of bring some of that into perspective so we can understand this conversation a little better. Yeah, sure. I'd love to. What you said about baby boomers um, aging and people becoming much more concerned about getting older, not just their chronological age, but their biological age, is really a valid concern. And what we might see in the media are things that will say anti-aging or, um, you know, different things to stop the process of aging. And what I want to set the stage with first is to convey that really we're all going to age and we're, our cells are really moving down that trajectory anyway. So I don't really think that anti-aging is really the, the context that I'd like to set this conversation for but I'd like for us to think about how do we age successfully? How do we age optimally? And in the patients that I have seen, um, there's definitely, uh, there are some circumstances where when I find out their age, I'm really shocked to see how they look and, and how they match with, with that age from a biological perspective, but also a psychological perspective. You know, sometimes as we get older, we still we keep the mindset of being 35, even though our body is 65. Mm-hmm. So I think that having a really good, healthy attitude about aging is also really key for that process. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. So what are some of the, the biomarkers of aging? Some of the things that we yeah. can actually test and measure mm-hmm. and look at that indicate that our, you know, our, our, our cells are actually starting to, to show signs of aging and that's going to manifest with different health problems. Right. Uh, well, if you didn't do any labs and you were just to assess how you felt, there could be a lot of different things that could denote whether or not you're prematurely aging. The first one, the big one in my mind, based on what I've seen in patients and what I've seen in the literature, is the whole aspect of inflammation. So if we are inflamed in any way or in pain, this low-grade or even acute pain, um, if it's carried on for a longer period of time, in fact, there's even a term for this. It's called inflammaging, where they put inflammation and aging together into one word. And this inflammaging, this systemic low-grade inflammatory condition is something that essentially predisposes our cells and our systems to aging more rapidly. So just on the surface, if you just look at how you feel, are you inflamed, are you in pain, um, do you have laboratory markers that reflect inflammation, looking at things like high-sensitivity high C-reactive protein, so HSCRP, that would be an indicator, um, really putting that together to, to see whether or not you have inflammation. Inflammation also connects into markers of immune function. 
And what we know now is that autoimmune disease and immune dysregulation is definitely on the rise, especially as we get older or even in the middle age, if we're prematurely aging, a lot of these autoimmune conditions start to crop up. So looking at um, lowered immune function, looking at white blood cell counts, looking at autoantibodies, these types of things can also be indicators. If we also think about symptomatic uh, aging uh, without going to a lab, looking at just your energy level. Do you wake up and you feel like you have to drag yourself out of bed? Um, are you losing your muscle mass? Are you becoming much more flabby? And, you know, are you starting to notice that um, you've got fat in, in places that you didn't have fat before? Um, what I notice with patients is usually their gut starts to go first. Um, of course, the, the apparent skin signs, hair signs, but they start to notice that they're not able to eat foods like they've used to eat them. Mm -hmm. So maybe they have more GI upset, they have more bloating, they have more bowel issues. Um, so there, there's definitely kind of a digestive component there as well. The, the other laboratory biomarkers would be things like low vitamin D, and we know that vitamin D is more of a... We might even call it a hormone more than it is a vitamin, and it plays an integral role, role in inflammation as well as the immune system and the brain and so many different organ systems. So even starting with, with vitamin D is also a big one. Yeah, absolutely. We've learned so much about vitamin D in the last 10 or 12 years and how useful it is in helping to regulate so many aspects of our health. Let's talk for a second about... Um, about weight issues and obesity mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I mean, that touches on a few things that you have already discussed. We know that if we are carrying around a lot of extra weight and, you know, the definition of obesity can be a little bit gray. I mean, you know, there are people walking around that don't look like what you would maybe stereotype an obese person to look like. But when you actually calculate their body mass index and when you actually calculate their fat to muscle ratio, you can have people that actually don't look all that overweight that really come close to fitting mm -hmm. that scale of obesity. And what's interesting, you know, you brought up the aspect of inflammation and this process of inflammation. Well, what I don't think a lot of people understand is that when you are nearing that line of obesity with a lot of excess adipose tissue, that extra fat tissue, and Deanna, I'm sure you know you can speak to this much more eloquently than I can, that extra fat tissue actually almost becomes its own organ. Um, and it's an organ that triggers and sends out inflammation signals. Isn't that correct? It's 100% correct. And it's really interesting because when I went to school, we just thought of the fat tissue as an inert um, kind of a reservoir of energy without really thinking that it was dynamic, that it was doing anything. It just kind of sat there. But what the recent literature tells us is that adipose tissue is actually a very active uh, immune functioning um, system as well, and it can release more than 30 different adipokines. These are um, substances which can perturb inflammation processes in the body, and these are seen as, as cytokines or things that um, are perturbing, mm -hmm. uh, throwing off that immune balance in the body. So, yes, I agree with you that the fat tissue is really very metabolically active, and it's producing things can, that can lead to this whole system of inflammation in the body. Right. So if you have, I mean, this could be one of the biggest risk factors. If you have somebody that, you know, let's say is 35 or 40 years old, you know, they're <clears throat> not really in that 
category of being, um, you know, older, they're still in a, in a, in a midlife area, but we know that it's harder to keep your weight down as soon as you cross over that 35 mark. And especially when you cross into that 40 mark and they're, they're getting to be very overweight. Now their biological age, um, or their, you know, chronological age, I'm sorry, might be 38, but if they're very overweight, their biological age might be 55. And that's one of the biggest factors that can drive your biological age way above your chronological age is aspect of obesity and carrying way too much fat tissue and especially the fat tissue around the abdomen area because that really tends to throw a lot of the endocrine signals out of balance. And we also know that if you are really bordering obesity, um, other systems like your heart has to work so much harder to pump the blood around if there's all that fat tissue pushing on the blood vessels and pushing on the organs. So it puts a lot of stress and strain. It can put stress and strain on the lungs. It puts stress and strain on every single system of your body. So getting to an ideal body weight is absolutely huge. Now, when we come back from the break, Deanna, I'd love for you to get into some of this conversation around phytonutrients, you know, and phytonutrients, just as a teaser, I mean, phyto stands for plant, nutrient stands for nutrients. So these are obviously plant-derived nutrients and I think represent a lot of exciting um cutting edge stuff when it comes to helping our cells reduce the impacts of aging and help our cells to stay healthy. So when we come back from the break, Deanna, you're going to take us through that, right? Yeah, sounds great. Okay. So don't go anywhere. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500 brought to you by the Villa Trina Apothecary. And we are going to be back right after this break. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. Mega Food believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. Mega Food, from farm to tablet. Our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Zymogen is pleased to announce the arrival of Fit Food, a delicious, high-quality, functional food that's formulated to support weight management, healthy body composition, glycemic management, cardiovascular and immune health, and more. Each delicious serving of Fit Food contains 21 grams of pure New Zealand-sourced bioactive whey protein, 6 grams of fiber-immune-supporting oat beta-glucan, and additional glutamine, glycine, taurine, and MCTs. Fit Food provides holistic support for today's active body. Learn more at Zymogen.com. Available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet committed to pure and great tasting omega oils. The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's Neuro Optimizer comes to the rescue. Neuro Optimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. Neuro Optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. Neuro Optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Are you under a lot of stress at work? 
pressure from the boss, budget cuts, impossible workloads. It can all take a serious toll on your health, but we can help. Village Green Apothecary has everything you need for a healthier lifestyle, a wide range of nutritional supplements, health-related books, and more. We've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living resources for 45 years, and we'll take the time to advise you about your unique needs. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500 Federal News Radio, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero, and my wonderful co-host Dana Lake will be returning next week, so don't forget to tune into her show. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m., bringing you a wealth of information relating to your health and wellness. If you're not, if you know somebody that's not local but would like to listen to the show, they can go to www.federalnewsradio.com, and they can actually stream the show as it airs on Sunday at 10 o'clock, or you can refer them to the Village Green website at www.myvillagegreen.com. Click on the little radio show microphone on the right-hand side of the homepage, and they can download any of our previously recorded shows for absolutely free, either stream it on your computer or download it as a podcast and listen to it at your convenience. It really is a great resource. Today, we've been talking about a really exciting and important issue related to aging, and uh, I have on the phone with me today my special guest, Deanna Men who is the Vice President of Scientific Affairs for Metagenics, which is one of the most well-respected nutraceutical and supplement companies existing in North America. She's also a clinical nutritionist, has a PhD in nutrition, and has been in this field for a very long time and is a wonderful expert to have with us. And we were discussing some of the aspects in the last segment about the difference between aging gracefully and anti-aging, and we had talked about some of the different aspects of what may cue you into the fact that your body may be doing some premature aging. And um, I think uh, Deanna and I wanted to give you guys some take-homes just as we discuss biomarkers. These are actual blood tests or things that you could discuss with your doctor to help give you an idea of what's going on at a cellular level that might be contributing to the aging process. So Deanna, if you want to kind of recap and review some of the different tests we discussed and some of the different ideas you have about things people can do to assess their aging. Sure. And again, I think it's really important just to check in with your symptoms, see how you're feeling, look at your energy levels, um, look at whether or not you're in pain. Um, if you are, your, your hair is changing color, your skin texture is changing. All of these outward signs are also really important to note. In fact, they may also spur you to go in to see a practitioner to start looking at your lab. And I think if we, we think of the top five or so to have your practitioner look into to see whether or not you might be prematurely aging or now starting to head into some dysfunction, which is maybe more preclinical in nature, these would be the ones that I would suggest. Uh, the first one really involves the glucose and insulin balance in your body. For your body to really receive um, nutrients well, you have to be sure that your blood sugar is balanced. And when blood sugar is thrown off of balance, what can happen is we start to get these protein and carbohydrate complexes known as hemoglobin A1C in the blood. And a high H, uh, hemoglobin A1C is essentially a marker of, of premature aging. It tells us um, how well our body is at managing glucose, and it's more of a chronic marker. So hemoglobin A1C is a standard test that many physicians um, will 
will run as part of the lab along with something like a fasting blood sugar, I think is really key. Now, if you're diabetic, those are already markers that you're probably um, watching and monitoring with your physician. So that's good. Can you just... Um, Sorry, I just sure. I want to interrupt, but the hemoglobin A1C has kind of a broad range, and people might get it done and say, oh, well, I'm in the normal range, my hemoglobin A1C is fine, but you, I think that test can sometimes be interpreted a little bit more sensitively to understand whether you're dealing with some glucose. Do you have any specific recommendations of where people should be in that range, ideally? Yeah, um, my... Um Last time that, you know, I was talking with uh, a number of different clinicians, I think what we decided upon was really less than 5.5 is kind of that that number to aim for. You want to be less than 5.5, and um, what I see typically in diabetics is around 6, sometimes much higher, and, and it really takes a while to get that number down because, again, this is denoting that there's a lot of blood sugar um, and, and that sugar in the blood is complexing with things in the blood. So you definitely want to be sure that you get that down. That's considered to be kind of a glucotoxic symptom, high hemoglobin A1C. So 5.5 and, and under is really what you want to aim for. Yep, I would agree. So that's, a, so that's good. So if you ask your doctor for this test and you get the results and everything says, oh, well, everything's normal because 5.5 certainly is in the normal range, um, you may want to look. If yours is 5.8 or 5.7, you may want to say, okay, well, what am I doing with my diet that, or how could I improve my blood sugar balance? And that's where you want to come in to Village Green, uh, meet with your you know, uh, local nutritionist or integrative medical doctor or natural naturopathic doctor and find out what am I doing with my diet? Let me look at everything that I'm eating and how can I make this better? Because insulin levels, uh, insulin resistance, glucose ups and downs put so much stress and strain on the body, contribute to inflammation, contribute to weight gain, and lay at such a fundamental place in this process of aging that it is incredibly important to get that aspect looked at. Okay, so go ahead. Very well said. Okay. And also, just to to toss in there, um, in the literature, they're talking about how type 2 diabetes is considered to be accelerated aging. Mm. So um, this is a condition, if you have any type of insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, and you're concerned about aging, you definitely want to get your blood sugar and hemoglobin A1C into balance. That's Mm. first and foremost. Absolutely. The second... Yep, go ahead. The second thing really goes into what we were talking about as it relates to inflammation. It's looking at markers of inflammation. Um, HSCRP is a marker of inflammation that your doctor can assess. And I remember I had a patient um, in, in our office who came in with an extremely high um, CRP level of 66 um, point eight, which is really high. You really want your CRP. Um, in some cases, they say under one. I've seen under point five. Mm-hmm. You want it to be extremely low. Um, and in some cases, I've even seen under point one. So, what I would say is keep that as low as possible. Now, HSCRP can also change depending on whether or not you have any underlying infections. Maybe you have a cold or a flu, or you had a rigorous bout of exercise. So, you know, you may have to, to look at a series of different HSCRP measurements in order to get a good assessment of whether or not you're truly inflamed. Mm-hmm. Okay, right? that's a very, very good test. Um, what else? I think there's a couple others we had talked about. Yeah, the other one is vitamin D. Um, vitamin D is low in many people, and so you definitely 
want to ensure that you've got good, healthy levels of vitamin D, you especially want to be checking those levels um, during the winter, the winter months, and aiming for, um, you know, usually between 30 and 80 is considered to be the, the range that you want to fall within, but really optimal is considered between 50 and 80. Um, so, you know, definitely looking at your vitamin D levels and if you need to supplement, doing that with a practitioner and then gauging your levels every two to three months or so after supplementation. Mm-hmm. To keep track of everything. That's a great idea. Yeah. And then getting with a doctor to figure out what your body mass breakdown is, correct? Absolutely. Um, using bioimpedance analysis to, or DEXA in order to assess what your lean body mass is. So in other words, how much muscle do you have and how much fat do you have? And is that a uh, normal percentage for your age? And there are different percentages based on your gender and based on your age group. So I think that those are really the key ones to, to look at. Uh, as it relates to aging when you go into your practitioner. Excellent. Well, thank you for recapping that with me. Let's now go into what we had discussed we were going to talk about in this segment, this concept of a phytonutrient. And, um, you know, these are going to be specific nutrients that comes from plants. And we have been learning through research that these phytonutrients can have specific effects on our cells as it relates to reducing some of the processes associated with aging. So can you sort of talk to us about what is a phytonutrient? Where do we get them? Why are they useful? What has the research been showing us about them? Perfect. Absolutely. And I have so much passion for this area because being a nutritionist and being steeped in this whole area for some time, we didn't really hear so much about phytonutrients. We heard a lot about macronutrients. You know, I kind of call it the three musketeers, talking about protein and carbohydrate and fat and so much of our energy um, in the nutrition field has been really wrapped around how much fat, how much protein, how much carbohydrate. Do I need to have a high protein, low carb? And, mm-hmm. you know, I think we get really fixated on the energy components of food. But the aside from those three um, components, we also have thousands of different little components that play a significant role, and we're starting to create a more of a knowledge base and more of an appreciation for the role of these different plant compounds in the food supply. And it's been estimated that there are, I believe in the neighborhood now, and that number is always changing because we're finding more and more new plant compounds, but essentially there have been identified about 10,000 different phytonutrients or plant compounds within fruits and vegetables and whole grains. So that's a lot. That's a lot to think about all these compounds having interactions in our body um, at the cellular level. Yeah, it is interesting, and it crosses over into a really interesting field, um, you know, the nutrigenomics field, which is this idea that, um, you know, we've always been thought that the genetics we're born with or the genetics we're stuck with. And there seems to be huge variability in how our genetic code is expressed. And we're learning every day that there's a nutrient component and a dietary component that dictates how our genetic expression is going to be expressed. And if you eat in a certain way and you get exposure to certain phytonutrients and you get exposure to certain foods, your genetic code is going to be turned on in a way that's associated with health. If you are exposing your body and yourself 
ourselves to foods that are fried foods, processed foods, nutrient-depleted foods, and you're not getting these vital nutrients from plants uh, and fruits, then you are going to more likely have your genetic code expressed in a way that is associated with disease. And, um, you know, I think it's from um, talking with some other people, it's almost, I think at this point, people predict that, you know, genetics only accounts for about 30% of what your health expresses, and 70% is related to environment and the other things that, that happen in your life. So there's a huge potential for these foods to have massive impacts on how you express your health. And I think you would agree on that, correct, Deanna? I would agree 100%. Yeah. You know, our DNA is not our destiny. What we know now is that food is information, and essentially all of the foods that we eat, the thoughts that we think, the actions that we make, all trickle into creating some type of signal at the level of the cell. Mm-hmm. And that will essentially get communicated through into the DNA. The DNA can then transcribe certain proteins, and those proteins can have certain functions in the body. Um, proteins of of, um, successful aging and proteins of not-so-successful aging. So, yeah, absolutely. The whole area of nutrigenomics has really blossomed over the past decade, and I think it's exciting for people to realize that they have the empowerment of uh, making choices on a daily level to really impact their health and longevity. Yeah, well, what's exciting to me about it is, you know, you can jump up and down all day long and tell people to eat more fruits and vegetables, and you can show people that it reduces the risk of cancer and heart disease and all of these things, but for some reason, it doesn't always get a lot of traction. You know, the bad foods that are out there are foods that people like to eat. What I love about the field of nutrigenomics is it brings a level of science and research and understanding as to actually how these foods foods affect the expression of our DNA. And everybody, I think, would agree and understand that our DNA is our regulator for ourselves. People learn that in biology in high school, and it really sticks with people. If you go on the street and ask, you know, 100 people if they know what DNA does, most people would probably have some idea that it controls the cell. So the field of nutrigenomics is so exciting to me because of that aspect and because it really is helping to ground this idea that a healthy diet and healthy food intake profoundly affects the expression of our health. So when we come back from the break, Deanna, I would love for you to start giving us maybe some examples of some different phytonutrients um, and some examples of some of the research that's come out about how they benefit our aging and really try and give this a practical spin about what people can do in regards to supplements they can take or foods that they can focus on that really have proven through research to help ourselves express aging in a more healthy and positive way. So don't go anywhere, everybody. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with The Essentials of Healthy Living, and we have a very exciting segment coming up next. So we'll be back in just a minute. Whether you're an active baby boomer, a weekend warrior, or a professional athlete, Boron's Arnicare Gel is the perfect solution to all life's little injuries. Arnicare, which contains the healing benefits of homeopathic Arnica Montana, can be used safely to treat muscle pain, stiffness, swelling, and bruising due to minor injuries, overexertion, and surgery. The non-greasy gel has no artificial colors, perfumes, or parabens. Arnicare is also available in cream and ointment formulas. You can find Arnicare at Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda. Visit Arnicare on the web at arnicare.com. 
New from Garden of Life, Vitamin Code Raw Multivitamins. They are the only raw multivitamin to include live enzymes and probiotics, amino acids, and antioxidants. They are gluten and dairy-free with no soy allergens. Vitamin Code is uncooked, untreated, unadulterated, and binder-free. Vitamin Code Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Go beyond vitamins and minerals. Get the code, Vitamin Code. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Get the one-time Tiny Pearl that delivers big acid offalus, 900% more. Get acid offalus pearls from Enzymatic Therapy. Each little pearl-shaped capsule makes a big impact, delivering up to 900% more live probiotics to the intestine than other products. This revolutionary product aids digestion, supports a healthy immune system, and is perfect for travelers who want to enhance intestinal health. This season, make sure to take the pearls that give you big acidophilus. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognisure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognisure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognisure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognisure. Remember Cognisure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500 Federal News Radio, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero, and my wonderful co-host, Dana Lake, will be returning next week, so don't forget to tune in. We've got a great... We've, I think we've been having a great show for you today. We've been talking about phytonutrients, and we've been talking about the process of aging, mostly. And um, we've been really just trying to help people understand some of the different aspects of aging and some of the different ways that we can help your cells age more gracefully. <clears throat> Excuse me. The field of the concept of anti-aging isn't really all that practical because we're going to age. You know, you're, nobody's going to stop that. But the reality is we've all seen people who are 90 and look like they're 70. And we've all seen people that are 60 and look like they're 90. Well, what factors are contributing to that? And what can we do on a day-to-day basis to ensure that our cells have the support that they need to be as healthy as possible so we can enjoy the best quality of life for as long as possible? Because that is truly what it's about. So in the last segment, we wrapped up talking a little bit about phytonutrients, these nutrients that come from plants. I have on the phone with me today my special guest, Deanna Minnick, who is the Vice President of Scientific Affairs at Metagenics, which is one of the most well-respected nutraceutical companies in the entire North America. She's also a clinical nutritionist. She has a PhD in nutritionist. She's published over 15 articles in numerous peer-reviewed scientific journals. She's written books. She's presented at national scientific meetings. She's a wonderful resource. Deanna, thank you for being on the show with us today. It's been my pleasure. This is a great conversation. <laughs> so um, let's talk. I've been alluding to discussion about, you know, we've been talking about what these phytonutrients are. Now let's let's kind of have the rubber hit the road here. 
let's discuss <clears throat> some specific phytonutrients and then let's start talking about where do we get these things? You know, if we're going to do supplements, what are good ones to think about supplementing with? If we're going to want to do this through our diet, which we really, you have to do in order to really get the full benefits of benefits of phytonutrients, what kind of foods are we looking at? What kind of things can we actually put on our plate that are going to increase our intake of these? And, and maybe you can take it from there. Sure. And, you know, I just want to step back just for a sec because, you know, one of the questions that I've been thinking about is have we become so chronically ill and are we aging faster these days because we have low fruit and vegetable consumption? You know, if we start with the diet before we even get to a supplement, I think that that's the place to go to first. You know, you would think that many um, people are consuming more and more fruits and vegetables because there's been so much... um, uh, there's there so, so many campaigns and PR around getting your five to nine servings. And if you look at what people are actually consuming, they're actually reducing slightly their consumption of fruits and vegetables. It's actually gone down 2% rather than going up. And this is now from the mid-1980s. So essentially, even though we've been doing all this campaigning and hearing about all the benefits, we haven't really made the motion to change. So when you survey Americans and you ask them what they're eating, uh, one of the things that you notice is that um, there's a whole array of different phytonutrients that correspond to different colors. And many people, 88% of people, fall short in purple-blue foods on their plate, whether through blueberries or blackberries, marionberries, eggplant, you name it, all of those purple-blue foods. Um, So there seems to be a phytonutrient gap, and we know that that is crucial to to really be aware of and to correct because fruit and vegetable consumption is connected to just about every chronic disease. In fact, there was a wonderful study in the British Medical Journal, and I believe this was back in 2010, and it showed that just increasing servings of fruits and vegetables by just a little bit more than one serving a day led to about a 15% decrease in the incidence of type 2 diabetes. Mm. So keep in mind that if type 2 diabetes is accelerated aging, again, the inference from this is that just by getting slightly more fruits and vegetables, we can blunt the predisposition to a lot of these different diseases. Purple and blue. So where do we get purple, purple and, and blue? blue? Yes. They're hard ones to well, find. I mean, blueberries we know are, are really good for us, and those are easy to find. Where do we get purple? Well, there's actually kind of some overlap there. Some of those blue compounds um, are also thought to be a bit purple and, and, mm-hmm. and vice versa. But if we think of blueberries, as I mentioned, um, blackberries, purple grapes, black currants, mm. elderberries, dried plums, which is that's kind of a new reference now for prunes, um, raisins, eggplant, these types of things. And if we're not getting blue-purple, we're not getting a lot of brain-protective um, kind of successful aging components, things like anthocyanins. Mm-hmm. And anthocyanins in the berries help to reduce the risk of cancer. They're very potent antioxidants. And, in fact, there's some really fascinating research from Tufts University that shows that in animal models, when they feed animals blueberry components, or at least blueberries in the diet, they find that certain um, of these blue compounds in the blueberries make their way into the brain in parts that are responsible for learning and for memory. Mm. Now, that's fascinating, isn't it? Because the body seems to know where to shuttle these different colored components. 
for their activity, whether it's lutein in the back of the eye, uh, lycopene in the prostate, or beta-carotene in the ovaries. Somehow the body seems to know where to delegate these phytonutrients, and they have specific roles. You know, they're not just antioxidants widespread throughout the body. They have specific roles in cell signaling as well. Mm. It is really interesting. And I will just make a note, even if you're eating more fruits and vegetables, you know, there is a little bit of an issue between organic versus non-organic, and that may be one way. We A lot of these phytonutrients are produced in a plant as the plant sort of tries to defend itself from natural predators or from natural infestations from insects. And so um, some research has shown us that organically grown fruits and vegetables do have not necessarily higher amounts of the macronutrients like vitamin C, zinc, or selenium, but they oftentimes do have higher amounts of the phytonutrients. And it makes perfect sense because if a crop is being grown organically, it's going to need to have a little bit more internal resistance to any type of infestation or bug or or, um, fungus infestation. So it will naturally make a little bit more of these phytonutrients that prevent that. And these phytonutrients are the things that actually give us benefit. So if you're going out and you're trying to buy some of these different fruits and vegetables that are going to give you some of these benefits, it's great if you can also get them done organically. Not only do you get more phytonutrients, but you also don't get any of the toxic pesticide uh, residue on them either. So that's just a little a little note I thought I would throw in there. I think that's a wonderful point, actually. Um, to think that by stressing the plants, we produce more of these secondary metabolites in the plants which are actually, in many cases, healthful components for people that eat those plants. So eat with your eyes in terms of looking at that bright, vibrant color, um, making sure that you are getting organic. And keep in mind, too, that 30% of organically grown produce is also contaminated just through processing and through collection of the produce. So make sure that you're washing your fruits and vegetables really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's, that's really key. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, go ahead. Yeah, and I was wondering, to talk about some of the other color components, I think is also really important. If we think of eating with our eyes and getting the whole spectrum, getting the whole rainbow variety, it, it's not just a pretty picture. There's also some good scientific um, credibility behind getting all of those different colors. And what I would recommend to your listeners is for them to write down what they eat in a day, And then at the end of the day, taking colored markers and just coloring the different foods to see what colors you're getting. And I do this all the time with with different groups when I'm teaching. And inevitably, what I find is that people have a lot of brown, they have a lot of yellow, and they have a lot of white. Mm -hmm. And if we just think of breakfast foods, you know, you think of going to a hotel, you're traveling, what are the foods that are commonly given? It's pancakes, Mm -hmm. waffles, ready-to-eat cereal, uh, eggs, bacon, toast. You know, we start our day with a lackluster um, variety, really. So I I think it's really important to inject color when we can, as often as we can, so that we're getting a lot of these very specific phytonutrients. Yeah, I would agree. That is an interesting exercise to sit down and actually take markers and figure out what the color of your diet look what the color of your diet look like i really like that and i'm going to start having people do that now that you've mentioned it it's a really a good idea you know- 
many people think that they, that they are getting those colors, and it's only until they do the exercise that they're thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm really short on green. And we know that green is so important for so many different body systems. So, yep. yeah, it's a good exercise to start with. Absolutely. So there are a couple other foods that I think deliver some really important phytonutrients when it comes to aging issues. I know one of them, um, you know, broccoli is definitely one. Uh, turmeric, which is the herb um, curcumin, it also goes by. It's the herb that they use a lot for curries and spices. These are ones that when we look at their effect on our DNA and we look at their effect in helping our bodies raise antioxidant levels and support the DNA in general, they have some really, really profound impacts. Um, and I think that that's an important thing to note. Now, I know that it's really the broccoli shoots, the really young sprouts that have the most uh, strongest capability to sort of support our anti-aging processes by increasing glutathione levels in our body and helping our liver do its process of detoxification, which is basically, you know, the process of eliminating toxins, which is really important these days because we're exposed to so many toxins. Um, broccoli shoots can be a little bit hard to come by in a store. You can sometimes find them in health food stores. They're a little spicy tasting, but that's a wonderful addition to the diet. Getting some uh, curry or some um, turmeric spice and just using that liberally as you're cooking uh, to season your, your meat dishes with or your vegetable dishes with is a great way to get some extra um, antioxidant and phytonutrients into your diet pretty simply and easily. Are there any other easy tips that you have, Deanna, of some really high powerful food, uh, highly potent foods that have a lot of phytonutrients in them? Here's my favorite food for successful aging. It's kale. Mm. <laughs> kale is a tremendous reservoir of different nutrients, um, especially it's very, very high in lutein. And lutein is a, um, is a carotenoid. It's a yellow-green carotenoid. And it basically collects underneath the skin in the epidermis. It can help the skin be more hydrated. And studies show that lutein can help in markers of skin aging. Mm. So it's good from a skin perspective. It's also good for an eye perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that in the macula, which is in the back of the eye, in the retina area, that um, the place that controls vision, the macula, um, is very concentrated with this lutein substance. So one of the biggest fears as people get older is losing their vision. Mm -hmm. And so ensuring that we get those yellow-green phytochemicals in a food like kale which is incredibly rich uh, with lutein and also with kind of the, the partner of lutein, which is called zeaxanthin. And zeaxanthin in certain amounts has been shown to help with night glare. Mm. So, again, another eye benefit, something that also happens in the aging process. We start to lose some of our night vision and our ability to drive at night. So kale is, is good for that. Um, it also um, helps to promote healthy alkalinity in the body. So as we get older, we start to shift in terms of our pH balance. We start to become more acidic and less alkaline and, and less neutral, really. We, we really want to hover in many systems around that pH of 7. Mm -hmm. And kale is incredibly alkalizing, uh, probably more than many of the other green vegetables. Um, I do like broccoli as well. I think broccoli is good for a number of other things that are a little bit different than kale. Broccoli gives us things called indoles, and indoles are really good for hormone balance in the body, like you were talking about helping with liver function and glutathione, um, and also helping women with estrogen metabolism, and also men. Men have estrogen in their bodies just like women do, just different amounts. And as we get older, 
it's really important to look at how we're metabolizing estrogen. Absolutely. So, and that, uh, we did a show on yeah. this uh, probably about eight or nine months back you were on, and we talked all about yeah. diet and nutrition and how it relates to estrogen metabolism. So if you got, if anybody's interested in that show, they can go to the www.myvillagegreen.com and click on the archive show section right on the radio show microphone on the right-hand side, and you can listen to me and Deanna discuss that issue at length. Now, we're going to have to take a break, and when we come back to our next segment, we're going to talk about a couple different supplement options for increasing your phytonutrient intake and a few other food options, and some other lifestyle aspects, if we have time to get to that, that can really help with reducing the process of aging and allow you to stay healthier and happier for longer. So don't go anywhere. This is Dr. Kevin Passero, and we're going to be back right after this break. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm-fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. MegaFood believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. MegaFood, from farm to tablet, our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Bridging the gap between nutraceuticals and pharmaceuticals. That's the concept behind Zymogen's new exclusive and patented line of formulations, which utilize sophisticated delivery technologies to focus on specific molecular targets. The Zymogen EP line features Immunitix 3.6, a potent ingredient that has demonstrated a measurable ability to prime and enhance immune cell function. Applications include immune system support and support for white blood cell recovery following radiation therapy and other bone marrow affecting treatments. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. For over 10 years, Nordic Naturals has been the world leader in crafting omega-3 fish oils that are great for the body and for the planet. They work one-on-one with researchers and select fishermen to harvest only those fish species that are flourishing. With Nordic Naturals, you get all the benefits of omega-3, a strong heart, clear eyes, and flexible joints, plus the reassurance that their products are environmentally friendly. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit nordicnaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. Did you get enough lutein today to support eye health? Most Americans consume only 2 milligrams per day, yet populations with good eye health often consume 6 to 20 milligrams to protect the macula of the eye against oxidative stress and aging. Vision Optimizer from Gero Formula supplies lutein, zeaxanthin, and 13 other vitamins, phytonutrients, and herbs that support eye health and function, reduce eye fatigue, and promote eye comfort. For more information, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't handle? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula for you, or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. We invite you to talk with one of our compounding specialists today. Our team of 50 includes pharmacists, nutritionists, a clinical herbalist, and a naturopath offering customized products and personalized healthy living plans to ensure your well-being. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500 Federal News Radio, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero, and my wonderful, amazing co-host, Dana Lake, will be back next week with another great show related to health and wellness, so don't forget to tune in. She always has wonderful special guests and is such a great host, facilitating great conversations and helping to educate you more about health and wellness. Today, we've been talking about aging, and we've been talking about phytonutrients and their important role in aging. I've had on the phone with me... Deanna Menick, who is the Vice President of Scientific Affairs at Metagenics, one of the most well-respected nutrient and supplement companies in North America. She is a clinical nutritionist, has a PhD in nutrition, and has been in the field for a very long time doing wonderful work. So it is a pleasure to have you with us today, Deanna. Thank you very much. When we wrapped up uh, last segment, we were talking about some different foods where you can get lots of phytonutrients, and there was one that just came to mind, Deanna, that I wanted to bring up real quick before we um, got into some of the meat of our last segment, and that's uh, astaxanthin, right? And there's uh, astaxanthin's really popular right now. It's definitely blown up in the whole natural product industry in the last two to three years, just being popularized by some um, personalities that are very big in the natural product world, and astaxanthin can be found in wild salmon, correct, Deanna? That's right. It's yeah. also shrimp and yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, wild salmon is a great source. Shrimp is another uh, good source. I would argue, you know, as you I'm sure would agree, wild salmon has some other nice health benefits for you as far as the omega-3 content in it and uh, being a really good source of, you know, um, high good quality fat and high quality protein food. So salmon is a great option. And I just want to refer to people to be careful when you're out at restaurants ordering salmon. Two weeks ago, I did my interview with Dr. Walter Crinian, and we talked about the pitfalls of farm-raised salmon. And and he talked about the super high levels of organochloride pesticides found in farm-raised salmon and how one dose or one serving of farm-raised salmon will give you a hefty dose of organochlorides that will take your body 75 years to get out. So farm-raised salmon is a scary, scary scenario right now. So if you're trying to get some health benefits from salmon, make sure you're getting wild salmon. There's a great resource called www.vitalchoice.com. That's vitalchoice.com. That's a small fishery out of Alaska that will deliver you the best wild salmon and not farm-raised. And farm-raised salmon doesn't have any of those great astaxanthins in it. So again, that's a wonderful phytonutrient-rich food that's healthy for your heart and delivers omega-3 fatty acids. Just make sure you're getting a good quality one. So Deanna, let me turn it over to you to do some closing comments and sort of wrap up some of the meat of the last segment here uh, around phytonutrients. Sure. And I just wanted to say, too, I'm glad that you brought up that comment about the wild salmon because... Uh, the omega-3 fats are so essential, literally. The body does not make these fats, so they are essential in the diet, and they're essential to promote successful aging. So and they're going to help to keep that inflammation in check. So if you are choosing to supplement in addition to getting that wild salmon in the diet, making sure that you choose a supplement manufacturer, a good quality one like Metagenics, that has impeccable quality standards on fish oil because really fish oil is not fish oil wherever you go. Um, because these, as, as you were saying, these um, toxins tend to store in the fat tissue in our bodies and also in animal bodies. Whenever we take in that fat from, from some other species, we have to think about the different toxins that we might be also taking in, whether we're eating it or whether we're taking it as a supplement. So I know that Metagenics goes through great lengths to have a molecularly distilled, extremely pure um, fish oil product. And in fact, we have, uh, in addition to having fish oil, um, which is kind of a combination of different fish, 
We also have one which is based on calamari. And as you know, um, calamari, uh, squid, is um, a very rich source of DHA. And DHA is a wonderful fatty acid for the brain. You know, uh, many of us have uh, literally fat heads. Our, a lot of our brain matter is made of lipid, and our brain really likes that DHA uh, component. And so when we think about healthy aging, especially in the brain, and 65% of people are really concerned about losing their mind if they get older, we want to focus on good quality fish oil and also ensuring that we get DHA. So uh, I just wanted to yep. you make me think of that as you were talking about fish. So yeah, absolutely. And and I think the brain issue is important. And there's been some interesting research that I saw in, uh, in a neurology um, peer-reviewed journal that was talking about people with memory loss and cognition issues and how higher levels of B vitamins and omega-3 fatty acids were associated with higher mental function in older people. So I think this segues nicely into the concept of where do we get some of these other nutrients? If we're taking an omega-3, that's great, but we also know that the B vitamins and vitamin D are really important. So let's talk about a multivitamin because I think this segues nicely into um, the phytonutrient multivitamin that Metagenics has rolled out, which I think brings together a lot of things we've talked about in the show. Yeah, fabulous. Metagenics launched Phytomulti um, in January of this year, so it's a brand new product. And we started this concept back in 2008, kind of having discussions as to how do we create an optimal multi that provides DNA protection for people? Because as we get older again, thinking of our susceptible DNA, having it be damaged, how do we blunt some of that? So what we did is we created this Phytomulti, which is a once-daily phytonutrient, vitamin, and mineral formula. So it is like a, it is a multivitamin formula that you can take to get that protection from, like you're saying, the B vitamins, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, E, K, etc., uh, along with a lot of the different minerals, everything from chromium to zinc. So you've got the protection there, but what you won't find in many multivitamins is the phytonutrients and all the things that we were talking about phytonutrients today and how these components in food can really help with cell signaling are found in the phytomulti. We put 13 different phytonutrients. We put carotenoids. We put, um, like I was talking about, the lutein. We put the zeaxanthin. We put lycopene, which is a red carotenoid and really helps with the skin, with prostate, with cardiovascular issues. Um, watercress, prune. We put in um, a component from pomegranate. So that's a very potent uh, agent for a number of different things. Cinnamon, uh, a number of different catechins from different plants. Um, Grapeseed extract. Grapeseed is wonderful for the brain. We were talking about blue-purple. Grapeseed is a wonderful one. Uh, Blueberry, artichoke, and resveratrol. You may have even heard about resveratrol. It's kind of the quote-unquote anti-aging components, right? But really, uh, resveratrol has a number of different effects in the body. So... I think that this is a wonderful product. I've heard so many good things about it uh, so far. I'm giving a, uh, a, a successful aging seminar in certain places, and what I'm hearing from practitioners is that they love it, their patients love it, and it's really making that difference. They're actually sure. What I'm hearing the most is the energy level is better. It's certainly a nice take on a multivitamin and certainly brings in that aspect of phytonutrients that most multivitamins don't. Most multivitamins are going to be focused just on the core nutrients and minerals. And this really does add a much needed piece of nutrition to many, many people's diets. So, Deanna, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. We really appreciated all of your great information that you shared with us. So, really, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's 
been a pleasure. Sure. All right, everybody. Unfortunately, that wraps up our time. It always just flies by. Hopefully, you got a few good pointers out of today's show and you found it educational. Don't forget to tune in next week when Dana will be uh, back on discussing more great topics related to health and wellness. And I will talk to you all in two weeks. This is Dr. Kevin Passero wishing you all the best of health. Ah, the joy of commuting in Washington. Whether you work on the hill or outside of the Beltway, you know how stressful it is to get around. Stress can take a serious toll on your health, and Village Green Apothecary can help. We offer over 10,000 healthy living products, including top-quality nutritional supplements, herbal remedies, and more. Our nutritionists and pharmacists are here to advise you about creating your very own individualized healthy living plan. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, 5415 West Cedar Lane, or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com.